welcome to the Hometown Headlines Podcast Edition, a.k.a. The Druck Report. John Druckermiller with you this morning, thanking you for joining us today. We're going to talk about the River District. A lot of changes coming up, a lot of changes being proposed. You have seen all the development there. Two gentlemen who have um, a really good feel for the pulse, so to speak, of what's happening over here in the River District across from Broad Street. That's the other area. Fifth Avenue, West 3rd Street, are joining us right now. We are joined by the planning director of our community, Mr. Artegas Newell. Good morning, sir. Good morning, John. I How are it. you? I pronounced it correctly. You did, yeah. See, I'm, I'm on work. <laughs> yeah, wait till I get Jesse on here a little bit later on. We'll do another <laughs> podcast coming up here. Bryce Wood, you're easy, buddy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Associate yeah. planner. Thank both you guys for being here today. Thank you for what you're doing. You got, I think you have one of the best jobs in the city government. Seriously, city county government. Uh, I think it's just cool to be able to see not only what's coming through the door, but some of the plans out there, how we make this community grow, uh, some of the cool ideas, some of the weird ideas. I think you guys really, you know, I- I'm jealous. How's that? <laughs> we'll take that. <laughs> if, I ever, if I ever went back and did it again, but it, uh, believe me, there was 65 coming around the uh, coming around the bend here. I don't think I'm going back to school. But what I do do is stalk you guys, see what's going on, see what you guys got coming out there. One of the big projects right now is the River District. Again, it is uh, downtown extended across the Ustanala, uh, North 5th, uh, West 3rd, that whole area out there. You guys have been looking at this very closely for several years, as has downtown development and others. Back Even back in the Ann Arnold days, there was a lot of talk about what's happening over here. Uh, River District is beginning to boom. We're seeing more development. People look at the foundry, for example. I think... Uh, a lot of folks consider River City Bank at the corner of 2nd and West 3rd maybe one of the first components here. Of course, the whole operation with historic Barron uh, Stadium, all that renovations out there. But other things, the foundry, Maker's Village, we're seeing other things pop up. Anyway, I'm talking way too much. Let's talk about the River District, especially the kind of the, the, the news hook for this, as we used to say in journalism business, is the new consideration going on for urban mixed-use zoning and what that means. So let's talk about that first. What would you know if that does happen? What happen? What does it mean to those who want to develop? We're seeing a new restaurant. We're seeing uh, the Kibler's got some cool plans for North Fifth as well. So what is uh, what is UMU as the term goes? What does that mean? What does that mean for the future of the River District? Well, John, again, thanks for having us on. And uh, we are uh, really excited about the future of the River District as it pertains to the city of Rome and Floyd County uh, as a whole. Um, and just real briefly, uh, well before I came to work here, when I would, you know, come to Rome, uh, oftentimes I would pass along through Second Avenue, and I remember when, uh, you know, River City was built, uh, because I, in my mind I said, oh, that's something a little off from the downtown area that I was more familiar with and everything, and so that just kind of stuck in my mind, you know, over the years when I would, you know, come to Rome and I would pass by. But you're right. I think River City. Uh, certainly the foundry have been you know some of the anchors if you will for uh, the uh, river district and it's my understanding that i think dating back to about 2012 when the downtown Rome master plan uh, was approved uh, the river district was one of the key elements that was kind of born out of that document and so uh, subsequent to that uh, we uh, were funded with a uh, a grant to be able to do a study of the river district to look at different uh, options for the area uh, to include you know potential uses uh, parking maybe gathering spaces and so on and so uh, we worked uh, well with uh, uh, Amanda Carter uh, and DDA uh, uh, a lot of different partners uh, I'm, I'm going to leave people out I know and I don't mean to <laughs> but uh, uh, but it was it was really exciting to be able to uh, to 
you know, have some joint efforts uh, looking with that with a lot of the stakeholders there. Uh, we did a walk through the district um, uh, just to kind of see what's on the ground now and maybe some potentials. In regards to the uh, urban mixed use or UMU, uh, as we call it for short, uh, the UMU district is based off the Central Business Commercial District, or CBC for short. Uh, which I like we're is, talking about NASA here, and all yeah, those, you know, I mean little, little that's the thing we're talking. You know, so many acronyms and initials and everything. So uh, we we try to be cognizant of that. But but if you look at you know some of the momentum that you know Broad Street has enjoyed over the many years, what um, the plan is generally to be able to try to you know. Uh, bring forth some of that momentum across the river uh, to the river district area around you know west third and north fifth that general vicinity because you got you know some really cool opportunities with existing buildings uh, that uh, could be repurposed at some point and uh, a lot of flexibility what uses and, and so on so that, that's that's a real general type thing and uh, you know Bryce kind of you know add to that you know with some of the things that we got going on too and art's right uh you, currently the zoning over here is either a community commercial or office and institutional and community commercial i mean it's your kind of generic catch-all it's uh it's kind of like what you see along turner mccall or broad street it's a lot of retail fast food and uh but the, if you notice with a community commercial and an office institutional there's not a lot of use as far as residential and so it's a very singular thing. So when you get into UMU, you can have these multi-use buildings where if you want to have a store on the bottom and some sort of loft or condo or whatever above it, hey, we'd love to see it. We'd love to densify the area. We want to see all the property owners over here. We want to see you all make as much off your property as you can, you know, whether that's rent, whether that's you sell it, whatever you decide to do with it. You know, we'd like to see you all excel and we'd like to densify the area and see downtown grow and not just create more sprawl out on the fringes of town. So. Doug, and great, and that's one thing that's kind of key about this. One thing I think everybody kind of, I think I've talked to at least, enjoys. We're not talking about sprawl. We're talking about area that has been developed that maybe through whatever reasons has gone through some, let's say, a downturn. And now people coming in here with new ideas. Now, some of it's going to be replacement. You know, we talked about River City Bank. That was Rome Feed and Seed when I moved here, you know, what, 15, 16, 17 years ago. And uh, that all changed with that. We have seen, um, you know, the Courtyard Rome Riverwalk. I always get that wrong. I may be wrong there. I'm sure I'll hear about it. Um, you know, come out the beautiful hotel there. Now, they've done a fantastic job, and they're making that into a kind of a, a nice events area as well. In addition to having um, the hotel, they're doing a lot of meeting things, some riverfront stuff and all. Next door, Wayne Robinson's got some wonderful plans for yes. the district. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a really – talk about mm -hmm. a mixed use. Mm -hmm residential uh, apartments and on the, on the ground level retail as well and that's moving along very nicely they've done their piling test those came back so so many things happening over there and now this um umu zoning or whatever would maybe enhance even more of that stuff i mean we're we're watching what uh, kevin dillman's doing over here on west third that whatever that building was and we're, you know it's funny we're seeing so many you know god forbid the world of facebook the court of facebook has weighed in and people saying, well, that used to be a restaurant. And, you know, now here, here's a plan. Yeah, there, apparently somebody said there had been a I restaurant there years ago. And I guess, and, you know, some of the multiple uses. And now here comes Kevin. I mean, you drive by there. I, and I got, a, I got a very big indicator. This is a hometown headline secret. Nobody else knows. I don't really get excited about development until I see the porta potty <laughs> going. <laughs> that means someone's going to be in that building That's pretty knocking negative. down walls. And so <laughs> it has passed the porta potty test. They're in there doing their thing. And they're, I mean, they are doing their stuff indeed. It's just so cool to see that reuse going on. But again, again, you know, here it is with the new, with the new rezoning. Um, basically, a part, there's, there's parking issues involved. There's whatever involved in this stuff. 
But I think you guys have said in earlier, and when I read in the Rome News Tribune coverage of this, is that uh, the whole UMU will make it easier for people to do what they want to do over here. And you're also not in a historic district either. So, I mean, we love our That's historic districts, point, and yeah. don't let me bash that because I'm not. But over here, you've got a chance for a much more modern, uh, more comprehensive or progressive type atmosphere. So, you know, it's one less set of ordinances you're going to have to follow. That's a good point. That, of course, and I'm with you. I mean, the Historic Preservation Commission does a fantastic job uh, maintaining the look, the core, whatever, the atmosphere, the feel of uh, the Broad Street and between the Rivers District. But it's a little bit different. You're right. This is this can be a little bit more, you know, a little bit more out there and all. It is different, and it's one of those things. I think it, you know, makes it a, uh, as a whole, you know, just a really cool vibe because you'll have the mix of you know the historic and maybe some things that are uh, maybe a bit more modern. But you know, some of the buildings there there might actually you know meet that uh, the, the the age standard now, which yeah. is about 50 years is the general uh, term. But um, the uh, just having a, a cool mix of you know, buildings and uses and so on, you know, you know, things that are existing, you know, something that might be a new use in an existing building or maybe a new construction. I think when you, you know, uh, it adds to the authenticity of an area, um, so uh, that, you know, you can go and walk and, you know, you know, grab food with friends and, you know, stroll around and, and uh, window shop or, or shop and sure the merchants will sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. make some purchases too and uh, and just have a you know something you know where you know you know people can bring their family and friends in you know to say hey you know when you go somewhere hey where do we where do you want to go or, where, or where, we want to take you here or where can we go you know um, and then basically just kind of expanding you know uh, some of the magic that's already on broad and just bringing it across the river and I, I look at it kind of like the boroughs of New York. You know, maybe Manhattan's not your scene, but maybe you like Soho or maybe you like Tribeca. And they're, they're, they're right very next to each idea. other, yeah. but they have two very different vibes. That's a great idea. I, I think that's something I don't think people realize is that you know, maybe they're thinking, well, this could be like Broad Street. They're going to expect Broad Street kind of stuff. Yeah, but maybe. You know, when you're, and you're close by. I know people, in fact, we've done it a couple of times. We may go to the foundry for a beer and then go you know, drive over to, to Broad Street and go somewhere down for, you know, for a, more of a dinner. I mean, you can eat there too, but different stuff. Uh, but you know, it's like the foundries. Example I want to use: what you know, what Gorg has done there, especially. It's just a beautiful building. Again, an existing building repurposed, and it's become something else there. Even Maker Village. Um, long story short, a gentleman who is in the same system living as my mother-in-law, uh, pardon me, my mother-in-law, uh, recently had the big art display. They discovered him. He's kind of a you know an 85-year-old lake blooming folk artist. And we got down to Maker Village to the Harbor Clinic Gallery there. And, I mean, the way it was set up, you're walking through it, you're thinking, this is pretty nice. This is something, you know, you haven't thought about before. But, again, all you got to do is take those couple steps off North 5th Street mm-hmm. inside some of these buildings. And what was there was just, was gorgeous. I tell you, you know, one of the things that, you know, we're aiming to do as part of the plan is to, you know, have that uh, area uh, to be uh, much more pedestrian-friendly. Uh, which does a couple things, you know, of course it makes it safer, you know, it makes it more inviting, you know, I think there's an economic benefit for when people, you know, feel uh, safe that they can, you know, walk sure. the nice wide sidewalk and so on and everything, you know, that uh, that window shopping maybe then turns into shopping, you know, yep. that that stroll maybe turns into a stop, you know, to grab a bite, you know, maybe that quick bite becomes a meal, you know, <laughs> and then um, given the example that you just used, I think, you know, if there's an opportunity uh, to have some of these undiscovered, you know, gems, you know, for, sure. that people may not know about um, and kind of open up the doors, if you will, to a degree, if, if you will, and um, 
and then just you know you start seeing people out there hey people are kind of hanging out here what's happening here and and um, you know that word of mouth you know when you when you see that you know making something you know um, uh, safe and visually you know aesthetically pleasing you know I think can translate to uh, some other things as well and no, you, good point. And you're already connected to the trails, too. I mean, you're right on oh, the edge of the trail network. Darn good point. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, and also the river trails as well. I mean, you do have water access right across at Heritage Park. So, I mean, you're you're right here in the middle of it. You know, whatever type of recreation you want to do, whether you run, bike, paddleboard, whatever, I mean, you're right on the doorsteps of it. That's a good point. That's a, you know, it's a direct tie-in. In fact, I think, uh, boy, we're doing so many, so many product plugs here. Again, uh, <laughs> our friends from Harvard Clinic do the the monthly walk, the, you know, the, the what do you call it, the walk of the dock. Well, not, uh, I think it was a month before last, they brought the walk, rather than go through the Kingfisher Trail, they brought it along the river trails and brought it up here to North 5th and made a stop going to the gallery to see the folk art display and then turn around again. But, I mean, it, it, people didn't realize, yeah, it's all, you know, people know, how are we going to do that? How are we going to get there? It's all connected. It's all there. And I think this is helping, like you said, this is helping wake that up a little bit here. Uh, I mean, you know, we, we hear about economic development being so critical and how the trail system, you know, people, you know, we do come into town, want to know about our trail system. And here's one of the, you're right, one of the more connected areas there. It's another plus for it. I think one thing we haven't realized or talked a lot about is um, it's a little bit more of a walk than maybe some folks like. But, I mean, you, you know, let's face it, we all have people, friends of ours, who sometimes are going to need hospital care. Mm-hmm. And they're going to need to be over at Floyd Medical for mm-hmm. a little bit here. But, I mean, there's going to be times you got to take a break, go for a walk, get spelled off by a relative. I mean, how nice is that? You come outside in front of the hospital, and you can walk down to an, an emerging, you know, retail commercial restaurant district. You get refreshed. You get something to eat. You come back. You may bring food back for the patient. Who knows, you know. But just a nice plus. People haven't, I don't think they've really thought about much yet. And you're I, also within walking distance of Publix, too. So, I mean, oh, yeah. if you live in the area, you've got ready, you know, groceries a block away. I mean, oh, no, more important than that, you got ready subs. Oh, no, that's true. Don't, don't, don't forget those subs. <laughs> got to love that turkey bacon ranch. Hey, man, they're fantastic. It is, they, it's, they, it's, they are great subs. But, you know, uh, but you know, talking about Floyd, you know, you know the uh, all the staff, you know, uh, you know, that's there, you know. Uh, the, um, you know, folks that are visiting, you know, patients, you know, maybe uh, folks that are, you know, coming in for, you know, different meetings and sales and so on and everything, you know, having the opportunity to be able to have something within, uh, you know, a, a few blocks or so sure. that you could, you know, maybe just kind of get out of, you know, the hospital environment for a little while, you know, if you're on your lunch break or if, you know, you're visiting somebody and you just need to, you know, you know, have some air, you need to just get out, you know, maybe you do need to run it, you know, get some things, you know, you're trying to do errands while you're visiting or something, you know, have an opportunity to be able to do something, uh, I think would, you know, kind of tie nicely, you know, into that as well. Kind of just uh, really just kind of the pieces are there. I think sometimes it's just uh, seeing how uh, the different elements of uh, uh, things that are there can, you know, kind of connect a little bit better and uh, usage-wise. No, good point about that. Hey, we'll take a quick break after this. But one more of the, uh, the add-ons here, and I'm not quite sure how it's all going to work out yet, but, you know, we're seeing this emerge but back to Barron Stadium. So here it is. You got you know you got the Corky Kell Classic coming in. We're we we're talking about this in mid in mid August. So the, you may listen to this a little bit after the the football games. There, but you got two football games. They're going to be held at the stadium coming up. Then Rome begins its home series. Home Rome football. Shorter University begins its series as well. Mm-hmm. So you have college and high school football and track mm-hmm. events and Peach State all over here at Barron Stadium. Again, the same thing. You are easily walkable. From there to this emerging river district with all these new stuff coming out. I mean, I don't think, again, it's one of those things. I don't think people kind of started to realize, you know, we, we drive by, we're a commuting thing. We may park, like you said, we may window browse, hope we go inside and shop. But there are 
and there may be a term you guys know better than I do. I'm going to say there's captive audiences who may be at yeah. football games, who may be in hospitals, yeah. who may be at yeah, a I seminar mean, at the hotels. I mean, all of a sudden, they got options on either side of the river now to do what they want to do. It's just kind of a cool, how do you, when they, the word we'd love to use in Rome. It's a cool confluence of opportunities it, with the Emerging River District and the other facilities out there. Absolutely is. And, and, and to your point, you know, that's one of the things that we're um, – uh, have looked at in the in the plan too is you know maybe have some gathering space you know uh, that could be flexible in terms of its use yep. you know that something that could be maybe used for you know tailgating and also used for a farmer's market or an artist market or you know uh, you know, yoga sessions or you know uh, you know those types of things you know that you know could you know ha- bring uh, life to the uh, to the area uh, regardless of whether there's a game or a track event or something going on that they could be used for you know different events you know that the community might you know might have and um, you know so there's just just a lot of a uh, lot of fascinating opportunities you know that are being presented well I'll tell you what we're going to do we're going to make that our lousy segue of the day we'll take a break right now and come back after this talk more with art and bryce about maybe what some of the other future uses are of the River District and River District Amenities, you're listening to the Hometown Headlines podcast, The Drug Report. More after this. I'm Ryan Simmons, Creative Director at Brand Red. We're honored to sponsor today's episode. If you're looking to grow your business, we help companies just like yours reach new customers. Contact us by visiting our website at brandredstudios.com or emailing us at info at brandredstudios.com. And welcome back to the Hometown Headlines podcast edition, a.k.a. the Druck Report. John Druckermiller with you from hometownheadlines.com. I think I can drop enough Hometown Headlines in there to kind of kind of a little cross-promote here. Again, we are joined by Artegas Newell, Bryce Wood, talking about what's coming up with the River District. Again, the, the news peg, if you want look at that, is the pending UMU rezoning, what it will mean for development over here. Guys, in the last segment, we talked about some of the cool stuff that's working out there. You guys, though, again, I told you earlier, I'm a stalker. I love to watch what you guys do. you got one of the best jobs in the city and county. Um, you guys can get a better look at what's coming up here. So what you can discuss, and we're not trying to violate any whatever, you know. I know y'all don't have HIPAA laws or whatever, but to uh, keep things legit. But, I mean, you guys have a better look at what could happen over here. So can you speak in generalities what may be happening in the River District? Uh, Specifics yeah. are appreciated. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> well, we had a, a rezoning uh, recently uh, for a property uh, that's uh, slated to be a restaurant. And uh, that, you know, so we have that, you know, already happening, you know, there. We have some other things that are um, uh, on the drawing board, if you will, um, with uh, Mr. Robinson's property that he's looking at wanting to do a project there that will be uh, really exciting as well. And I think, you know, uh, in speaking with some of the property owners and other stakeholders in that district, you know, there's some ideas that that they you know have probably individually and maybe even collectively too with some different projects that you know um, that could be uh, really benefited uh, by having the UMU zoning and uh, to that point um, you know we're um, there's an interest I think in uh, doing some rezoning for some more properties uh, as a collective whole um, that would offer an opportunity to uh, those property owners and stakeholders to be able to at you know their time uh, that works for them to be able to, you know, start pursuing some projects that would uh, maybe be a little easier to do, uh, 
with that zoning as opposed with either the community commercial or the office institutional zoning, which are the two other main zonings that are generally in the area because they tend to be a bit more uh, uh, suburban uh, in nature, uh, requiring more parking and so on, uh, or uh, and or uh, there will be a limited number of uses uh, that could happen there, and this will uh, kind of free uh, folks up to be able to uh, explore some other other things. And Art's right. Uh, one of the best things about the UMU zoning is that it does allow for a greater variety of uses. So if you've got a building over here, you know, that increases the marketing potential of, you know, the tenants that you could bring in. So, I mean, the more people that you can, you know, market that building to, the more likely it is to be rented or bought or sold or whatever. Have we heard any, aside from what Wayne's doing with the, with the district, is there any other residential y'all heard Tom about? Tom Holt's shown quite a bit of interest as well. Oh, I'm sure Tom Holt's sitting here right now licking his chops listening to this thing. Believe me, I'm Mr. Tom has, owns an incredible amount of land and property in this area. I'm sure Tom's got some ideas on that. He's asked quite a few questions, come by the office several times. Yeah, I, I haven't seen any final drawings or anything, but he, he's shown interest. Oh, let me let me let me assure you, knowing Mr. Holt, there's plenty of ideas that are going through that mind of his right there. But speaking, and actually, I'm glad you brought up that because Tom, of course, has property on Avenue A as well. Now, how far Avenue A from North, say North Fifth? If you have a map in your front of you, folks, sorry, we're doing this kind of whatever. Uh, from North Fifth along Avenue A over to Turner McCall, is any of that area still in that Avenue A historic district? So that's all wide open. Yeah, I, th I believe that um, that was the um, lower part of Avenue A and the upper part, and I believe it was the lower part of Avenue A that was removed about two years ago. I think it was okay. before I came on and before. Uh, so in recent years, uh, so I think the area that, of Avenue A that's generally closer to the uh, the general bounds of uh, uh, the so That's all fair games. That can all be, you know, some of that stuff is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Some of that stuff is kind of old. But, I mean, uh, that, can, that can be redeveloped as needed. And then one of the other good things is, you know, if you do decide, well, this building's not working for me anymore, the requirements for UMU are a lot better because there are no setbacks. So if you want to build right up to your property line, we encourage it. We actually want you to do that. Like I said, we want to densify the area. It allows for a taller building than any other zoning district, up to 100 feet. That's good point. And people always ask, well, how, how tall is 100 feet? And, well, that depends on how high do you want your ceilings. It might be three-story. It might be five-story. I mean, it, no, that's cool. I never thought about that, but the height thing especially. Again, going back to what uh, Wayne wants to do with the district, um, seven stories, eight stories, I don't remember. Um, I, I, it's up there. It's, uh, I want to say at least six or yep. seven or, or, or thereabouts from when I'm, okay. I'm trying to go back in my memory now. I got a hold. Of, I got a hold of Mark Cochran after this. Make sure, but I know. Yeah, I know it's six, seven, again. But again, great idea. And what a beautiful the renderings of doing that is great as well. So here we are, you know, looking, you know, at potential of a of a hotel, not a hotel, of a uh, hotel is already up and running, doing a great job. I think they just had their year anniversary, as a matter of fact. Um, we got that. We got what Rain wants to do with the residential slash apartment slash retail, whatever. We're seeing other things pop up around here. Yeah, I'm I'm sure Mr. Holt's got some fabulous ideas over there as well. Um, putting all that together, though, tying all this stuff together again, and, and I'm encouraged to hear what this zoning does mean. So. Uh, it does take off some of those handcuffs. Again, no, none of the hist and love history. Like I said, we love the historical part of this thing, but um, we don't have those certain restrictions. And it also has the best parking requirements. If it's, if you're looking at a non-residential use, there isn't one. We're we're encouraging street parking, shared parking, even maybe one day down the road, structured parking. And uh, with the residential side, the first three units, you don't need any parking still. And once you get above that, it's, I believe, 1.25, rounded up to the nearest number, uh, parking spaces per unit. So, yeah, I mean, 
as opposed to so many other places where it's you know two or three spaces per unit so i mean it's very flexible you know we want you to use the property not just have a parking lot yeah. and, yeah, good we, point. and we think that you know there's opportunity to be able to you know utilize you know uh, parking um uh, in a shared aspect as bryce was saying relative to say the hours of operations of you know building or uh, buildings and their uses that are there now if something's more of an eight to five or nine to five or nine to six you know type thing and you know, in the office or so on, and you know, folks leave after that, and other folks maybe are coming in later on for dinner or different things. Um, so that you know, maybe there could be some shared parking agreements, you know, with uh, some of the property owners there. You know, so, so utilizing you know, maybe what's there as opposed to um, emphasizing parking over uh, the usage and mm -hmm. you know, and keeping the vitality there and everything while still understanding that you know, you know, folks are going to be coming in from different you know areas and are going to need a, a, a space, uh, but we want to also be able to you know say you know if we can encourage you know some shared agreements you know to some degree or you know help yeah, either facilitate that or at least throw that idea out um at, you know with those uh, with those property owners then that's something that you know could be explored as well and with that shared parking and street parking all that obviously that gets people out of the cars and they're walking up and down right. the street so they're yeah, likely yeah. to find somewhere that they normally might have just flown right by in a car yeah. and so yeah, we want it to look vibrant and you know active people out moving around you now that it benefits everybody. You're really going to be able to discover more and, you know, and, you know, we said shop and just, you know, and just, hey, I never really noticed this. <laughs> like you no, said, that, you're driving, no, you're, good, you're good speeding down the road. <laughs> and that's just it. Cause we, you know, we are such a mobile community and, like, you know, we're all zipping up and down North 5th, but sometimes we don't see things, you know, and it's, and like, I've been a habit now. I try to do this at least once a week. I'm trying to, you know, get out and walk a little bit more and I'll try to do downtown one day a week and park in front of the foundry no they're not open yet thank you very much <laughs> maybe maybe in the way back but um i mean they're open for basically this time of day but it's cool to do that's what i do is can make it make the loop around walk down broad come up on north uh on second avenue there then come back across on west third but i mean even doing that walk i mean some on the on the river walk some of the trails whatever it is i mean there's things about the new hotel i didn't notice until i was doing that river walk you're right so you get out and do take a few steps out there you mentioned parking and all, uh, especially with what Kevin Dillman's doing with the new West 3rd development there and actually the rehab job going on next to the tennis courts there. Right now, I think there's a yellow stripe on that curb. So that will come out. That will become eligible parking with UMU, or is it already open for street-side parking? Uh, I, I'm not sure about that. I, uh, that side right there, I'm not sure if there are plans to change that right now or not, John. Okay. I know that about a year or so ago, the parking spaces there along West Third were changed to I think they're I think they're now angled spaces. They were parallel. I'm trying to remember what they were before, but uh, okay. you know that kind of added you know a number of spaces sure. you know uh, very close you know to uh, 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 the restaurant or the soon to be restaurants you know property uh, near the yeah. tennis courts you know adjacent to them and everything. So um, you know, but I think sometimes you know. Um, you know, being able to, you know, see where the parking is and then um, and then uh, just having, you know, maybe some lines maybe repainted or something just to make it a bit clearer, you know, sometimes sure. it would be a lot helpful, a lot more helpful to folks and everything. So, oh, yeah, there's a space right here when, you know, we've got... Well, the city lot, you know, on, the other side of the, on this side of the bridge, the pedestrian bridge, I mean, that's, that's a beautiful place to park as well. So there are options there. And think of Tr Trinity United Methodist Church. I mean, mm -hmm. their parking's incredible. And it goes unused most of the week, too. Yeah. So... Another, you made a great point about Kevin's property. If you look at that, that that building on that property takes up almost the entire parcel. Yep. There's like a small alleyway in the back. So under community commercial zoning, which it was, I mean, it it's incredibly difficult to use because you have to have. If you want to do the restaurant, you have to have so many spaces per square footage, or you know, I can't remember the exact number, but I mean, 
that never would have been possible in community commercial. So to use that building and to have any kind of use for it, you, you pretty much needed UMU zoning. Otherwise, you would never meet the parking requirement. I mean, because yep. you, you might get one or two spaces in the back, and there's your owner or employee. I mean. No, good point. And that's, that's, that's part of when you, when you drive by that area, you look at that as well. And maybe we'll close out, speaking of all this river, river district development and all, and you know, the West 3rd again, Avenue A and Turner McCall. But there's a few neighborhoods behind that. So I'm assuming that part of this plan is to get, you know, maybe get your, your prime spots or your, your more visible spots, get those things rehabbed, redone first. But uh, what about the, I just want to say the residual or whatever it is. I mean, what do you see happening in those neighborhoods? Maybe not on the main drags, but maybe a block off, so to speak. Well, yeah, I, I would imagine that, you know, uh, as the momentum continues with uh, the River District and those opportunities are presented that, there could be uh, some opportunities to be able to, you know, possibly have some reinvestment in some of those properties, you know, with some of the property owners, you know, maybe that the time, you know, could be right to, you know, do some touch-ups um, to uh, maybe, uh, you know, do some things to, you know, kind of coincide with some mm -hmm. of the uh, uh, things that are happening, you know, with the district. Uh, I think that, you know, if your neighbor, you know, if uh, fixes something up, then maybe the next neighbor does, and then maybe you do, and so on, and, and, and if things are kept up, you know, maybe that, you know, kind of adds to, you know, the uh, um, the overall, not only vitality, but just, um, um, you know, just, uh, just good uh, safety, you know, different things. I mean, you know, it's kind of the broken glass type thing, you know. Sure. You know, so I think, um, you know, and I think, you know, hopefully that can be an opportunity to where, you know, um, if someone has a, a property that they live in, that they've been there for a long time and they want to stay, that, you know, hopefully it's not an issue where, um you know somebody you know is able to you know that they're able to stay as long as they want and everything uh while at the same time presenting an opportunity where they might be able to say hey I, maybe i can do this or maybe i can do something else you know to kind of either you know supplement income or you know do sure. something else or you know or maybe i can have half my home for <laughs> this shop that i want to do i do flowers and I, oh, maybe yeah. I can do this or something in there or something along those lines so i i think my I think thinking is that you know I think it will hopefully be able to you know offer some other opportunities you know for others, especially if they think may not think that they might benefit from, but you know hopefully they can. The other great thing too is there's no minimum lot size, so no matter the shape size of your property, I mean if you can find an architect that can come up with a drawing, I mean we we can make it work. Yeah, I know just the guy who can help you too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that's a great point because you know a lot of the parcels, you know, parcels in general sometimes can be oddly shaped just over the course of years mm -hmm. for whatever reasons you know uh, road expansions you know different things and so on and so sometimes that kind of limits uh what folks can do but you know this uh you basically just need 26 feet of road frontage which is basically your driveway to get in and out of the property if you've got yeah. that we, we can work with you that's great stuff well guys we're going to close out with this. We always ask you all those questions if people do have questions about the umu zoning about the river district in general about planning in general how do they reach you guys just uh, we're in the Carnegie Building uh, right next door to City Hall, uh, so feel free to just stop in and say hello. Uh, our number is 706-236-5025, and uh, just give us a call. Uh, you can email us. Um, I'm anewell at romega.us, and Bryce is bwood at uh, romega.us. Uh, and uh, just feel free to just either, like I say, just drop us a line or, you know, pop in, and we'll be glad to uh, chat with everyone.
All right, great stuff, guys. Thank you for your time today. Good luck with this. Thanks for having us. I would love to do this. I'm going to say, let's put you on a record. We'll, we'll come back in five years, see where it's all at. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's see where we're all at in five years. <laughs> Seriously, it's good. I don't think it's going to be five years. I think we're looking at five months to get some of this stuff. It's really, it's just really cool to watch. Thank you guys for the inside look. We appreciate that. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Any, anytime, we'll do it again. This is John Miller saying, have a great day in Northwest Georgia. And also, we want to thank our friends at Brand Red Studios over here at 4BS. I never mentioned this. The likeliest hook of this broadcast. We are in the River District. We are. We're, we're recording in it right now. <laughs> we are. And, we're, and we're doing it. Here we are. We're right here doing this. We're going to, oh, yeah, very end of this thing. But seriously, we want to thank uh, Todd LaBarge, Ryan Simmons, Helen Simmons, all for all their work. They do a fantastic job. We're coming to you from their podcast studio. Yes, in the heart of the River District. Maybe there, too. They're trailblazers, too. Guys, thanks for your time again. Again, have a great day in Northwest Georgia.